Hi, this is the No Shame Here podcast with me, Emma Jane Taylor. It's a fairly straightforward title of podcast and I hope self-explanatory. Each episode is a chance for me to speak to people about the global difficulties surrounding many taboo subjects, with my focus being child sexual abuse and, of course, the Not My Shame campaign. My guests may have experience on this subject, they may not, but by the end I hope we can all agree that child sexual abuse needs to be better considered if we are to improve the protection of children today, support survivors and eradicate child sexual abuse for the future generations to come. Some may find today's chat with my guest helpful, some may find it challenging, but I hope everybody listens. I'm really excited because today I'm joined by Charlie Lawson, who is also known as Jim McDonald from Coronation Street. Charlie, Charlie reached out to me in 2023 after seeing a tweet of mine about the campaign, Not My Shame. <laughs> Since then, our friendship has grown and I've learned more about why he supports this conversation, all of which we are going to find out more about today. So let's welcome Charlie, my first guest. Thank you, Charlie, for joining me. Welcome to No Shame Here podcast. Thank you very much, EJ, and it's uh, it's uh, I'm very honoured to be the first one. Actually, that's good, and I hope we can kick it off, and I hope it goes from strength to strength for you, darling. Thank you, look, Charlie. Well, you've been amazing for this conversation, and I know that um, when you reached out to me that day, I was like, oh, I just wanted to check it was the real Charlie Lawson <laughs> reaching out because not many people really want to approach you on this conversation and of course you know I'm always a bit skeptical about who's coming forward and who they actually really are but it was you Charlie and so you know it was such a pleasure to sort of meet you and for you to say look I'm behind you but what was it that made you reach out to me that day on this subject? Well uh, I I, well we'll come to the sort of nitty-gritty or whatever but initially it was the fact that you had the courage to put that t-shirt on um, you know, hopefully a lot of people um, who are listening and watching will um, will be familiar with it. And and if you're not out there, folks, and you're just joining this because you've learned a little bit about the campaign, um, you know, have a look at EJ's um, pictures on social media and you'll see it. And um, that takes an awful lot of courage to to wear that in public as you do. Uh, and your supporters, some of your supporters do. And um, I even felt it when I put it on to do a tweet. Uh, it's it's a very brave thing, and I'm a great admirer of courage, especially when it comes to... to and then, I, of course, I learned about your story and um, uh, and the, the courage it takes to, to come forward the way you have. And um, so you have my 100% kids, so you do. And, um, um, you know, so does, uh, and the rest of your rest of your followers who have been through what you've been through thank you charlie you. thank you and uh and, and what charlie is referring to of course is my t-shirt which says i'm not afraid to say i was sexually abused as a child i was just a child it isn't my shame now i first put that t-shirt on charlie because i was like right if i'm gonna continue doing the campaigning and the charity work i felt like I needed to change some of my own thought processes because, you know, for a long time you do feel embarrassed to talk about this. And I thought, actually, no, I need to change that. So I kind of been swirling around with that quote for a couple of years. I put it on the T-shirt and I had no, no expectations of what ha- what might happen next. I certainly didn't think uh, Jim McDonald from Coronation Street would contact me and champion this conversation with me. And so what has, you know, what has grown from this last year is 
there are a lot of people out there willing to support this difficult conversation. And, and there is also a lot of people who don't want to, not. I don't think it's not support, they just don't want to really listen and hear and understand it. And I think, you know, I've learned over the last few years that it's people who've been affected by it who want to support it. And it's the people who haven't got any, um, thankfully haven't been affected by it, who don't really want to listen, but they also should because it's those people that could seriously be affected by it very easily if they're not looking and listening and protecting and hearing. So, Charlie, obviously, you know, you've also got a personal story attached to this, which you have shared. Um, and I think it would be sort of maybe quite nice to talk about it now. Well, also, I mean, yeah, I think you're quite right. And, and if you think about the thousands, I, I dread to think what the figures are of people who, who are too scared and feel ashamed. Hopefully you're you're able to reach them because they're the ones that um, that suffer. And, and it really wasn't until my Debbie, who uh, very kindly came to the wedding. and um, But I've been with Debbie 23 years, but I'll never forget the night that, um, you know, I think we'd been going out together for about, I don't know, a couple of months and uh, she had a complete meltdown and told me all about her abuse as a child and I'd never come across it. Although having been at boarding school, um, a, a, a tough old school in a dormitory with people from the age of 12 up to the 18, I got away with it by the skin of my teeth. Some people didn't, you know, but I was a tough little bastard. But anyway... Yeah, I mean, she told me and I was uh, floored, really, because I'd never come across it before. I, of course, I was aware of it because, you know, we would hear things periodically in the news and the, the very, very, very occasional documentary, which tended to skirt around the nitty gritty of the issue anyway. Yes. Um, uh, uh, and, you know, she had terrible abuse from when she was a tiny girl, you know, and then uh later on in life she she fell into an abusive relationship um uh fortunately um we got him offside <laughs> um he was a horrible man anyway but he's now a recluse good luck to him anyway so so that that sh- was a, a time of great shock and yes. um but of course talking about it for her was a great release and she has done since then and but still now, she'll be 60 this year, and still now, I don't know whether it's the same with you, EJ, but um, something will trigger her. She will see something, or somebody will say something, or something will happen, and um, she can um, have a slight breakdown. Not not anything major, like the, the night she told me, but she can become quite upset quite quickly. She's very good at getting out of that situation quite quickly it's nonetheless very painful um, yeah and I think it's you know and, and, and as a partner and I've seen this in my life as well you know loving someone who's been sexually abused as a child isn't an easy um isn't easy conversation to have so you know when Debbie has a moment um that sets her back um what what is it that you feel that you can do to support her or help her at that time um, and what do you learn that you think you could share with anyone listening today um well what i learned was um as, as these episodes went along was how to how to manage our relationship when when that particular period or moment happened and um you know and 
And really the thing to do is, is for me, is to let Debbie speak. Although she doesn't really have to now because she knows I know everything backwards. Um, um, So, you know, it's a question of love and affection, really, and reassurance and what have you. And we're very lucky. Uh, You know, we've been together a long time. So there's no insecurity on her behalf or whatever. So... She, yeah. she's quite comfortable and I mean we went through that you know her abuser was um uh, I mean for legal reasons I'm not going to mention his name but he was a very very famous golfer American golfer and um you know uh not to put too fine a point on it um her 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 Debbie's dad was not um exactly a, a good parent about the whole thing you know what I mean it was a anyway but so what I mean, we we actually started googling this man who now has a, a um, you know he's no longer with us, but there's a huge family business, etc. And I won't go into any further details okay. about that. But um, we we made a point of looking into stuff and discussing um, you know another member of the family who'd been guilty of this, who I had met. Uh, um, and we made a point of, of sort of fronting it up and not not with the individuals, uh, but just between ourselves saying yeah, that that bastard was blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Uh, now, EJ, I think it's a question of glass of wine, darling, big hug, you know, arms around, you know, a tear or two or whatever. And now that she talks about it and she will she'll talk about it um to people in the pub. It's not a secret uh anymore. And she's quite happy to discuss with people who are in trouble. She's quite ha- she will quite happily volunteer the fact that listen, darling, I was abused terribly as a kid, so you know, I know all about troubles and stuff mm. like that. So which is quite brave, you know. It's really brave. And I think, you know, what what I I don't know if you do see this, but do you feel that a conversation that you might not have been may may not have been comfortable with before. Now you're feeling more comfortable about it because you speak to Debbie and you see Debbie talking so openly, and you have obviously our friendship and what we've talked about over the years. You know, is it now that you're sort of thinking it was such a taboo, dark conversation that no one really wanted to understand but you've obviously had a lot of years with Debbie understanding as a, as a partner um you, you've spoken to me you've seen her talking and now it's getting to a point that we're having quite an open conversation about child sexual abuse which is dark it's you know it's taboo it's got loads of stigmas attached to it but here we are talking openly about it and you seem quite comfortable Charlie talking about it but I guess you've seen that side of it well, with I've... your partner I probably wouldn't have been um, uh, a long time ago because, although I have to say, <laughs> in uh, about 1995, six, or maybe a bit before, actually, sort of um, the early 90s, uh, I came across the um, the guy who tried it on with me. And um, uh, I I was living in Stratford-upon-Avon and he was at a very, 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 very famous theatre company, which I won't name, but it's not rocket science. And um, uh, I I met up with him in the Dirty Duck and um, uh, I had words with him, shall we say, in the loo, (laughs) Um, as only Charlie can. (laughs) But but after that, I didn't talk about anything at all until I met Debbie. And I think now the reason you and I can talk about it is because we we know what we're talking about, uh, um, 
you, you in a personal point of view, and me with Debbie, um, as I say, I got away with the skin of my teeth. But I think it's it's because people don't want to look at the facts, and the facts are the fact that you know Debbie was sexually abused in every way possible that uh, a man can to a young child. And let's not pull our punches. This is not, you know, this is not just sexual intercourse. This is everything else that, that goes on as well. Well, and, and, and it's to... rape. When it's a child, it's yes. child rape. You know, and um, things that you're forced to do and what have you. And, you know, I mean, and I think that's the bit that people don't like to discuss. It's very, it's very British not to discuss sex. You know, I mean, we're a lot better at it now. But this is even worse because it's the magnitude of abuse you know, is uh, it's not simply one adult with another adult and somebody's charged with rape. It's not even that, mm. you know, and, um, you, you know, witness Gary Glitter, for Christ's sake, uh, mm. you know, I mean, I don't know whether he's going to get off again or whatever he's going to get off, but in my opinion, he should have behind bars the rest of his frigging life. Absolutely. And, and actually, when you look at that conversation, you can't believe that we're still having that conversation now, today, after when you it, it's over 40 years um, since this all started and he was abusing um, children. And here we are still having a conversation about should we let him out for, eight, for, for, for parole? And uh, no, we shouldn't. When you look at his timeline, his timeline is horrendous the amount of children abused because of that man over these years um and it was only accidentally um that he got found out because his laptop went in and a computer expert found images of children and that was the only reason that that really unfolded that situation and here we are now we should be having that conversation we shouldn't be investing any more money in this Put him in prison, yeah, yeah. do your research over there on him and invest that money back into this conversation, supporting survivors, protecting children. Uh, and it, for me, it's a no brainer. But society uh, and laws um, uh, just don't seem to be aligned on this. I just no, don't understand it's, it. It's it's I mean, and the idea that for Christ's sake, the idea, I mean, look, anybody could rob a bank, so to speak and do your time and come out and say, do you know what? I was a complete idiot and blah, 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 and change their lives. He can't. Right. And paedophilia doesn't change. It doesn't go away. And for Christ's sake, they gave him frigging parole. And he was back inside before they knew it. You know, it's not going to go away. You don't suddenly become a better exactly. person. You are what you are. Yes. Put them on an island, surround it by great white sharks and let them sort themselves <laughs> out. And then while you're over there, do your own research. But I think it's just a, just even to have a consideration that this man would be released back into society when he's hurt and damaged so many children. And uh, as I said a thousand times, child sexual abuse isn't just something you get it over. It's not a one off. Yeah. It's a life long process. Here we are. Debbie's about to celebrate her 60th birthday. Happy birthday, Debbie. Um, she doesn't look 60, by the way. Um, but here she is about to, to celebrate her 60th birthday. And she's still having the odd trigger and the setback. And you're still um, understanding what you can as a partner. That's a lot of years. And if only we could put some of that uh, education into uh, politicians' uh, conversation, the law, and we can start really turning the tables on it. And the fact that we don't, it just for me, it's mind-boggling. I, I just don't get it. I just don't get how we can't move this forward. Because here we are, 
Um, like I say, Debbie's 60. She's still got setbacks, but she's far further forward now. So she's able to manage and support herself and get herself through that. So many people can't, yeah. Charlie. And maybe you've seen that with Debbie over the years, that she's sort of developed and grown because of how she can cope. But maybe to start with, it wasn't that easy for her. No, and I, I, I mean, she, she, she's pretty damn good at, at managing her her um, history now, um, as as you will be. It's not easy, but um, you know, I, I suspect that it's such a taboo subject. Now we're helping that break down barriers and all the rest of it, but um, uh, I, I would be amazed if I wasn't amazed about the number of people this has affected out there. Who uh, who will watch this and still sh- not say a word? Now I, I'm convinced that um, uh, you know I don't know I don't know what the figures are, but I'm convinced that, um, that you could you could multiply them by three or four of the official figures because I I, I get the impression this is widespread. Um, yeah, always has been and always will be. And and you know even the 15 minutes or so we've been talking, a child will have been raped. And that's the reality. Um, and, it, and and that's a really hard hitting fact. But that's a, those are the facts that we need to get out there, help push this forward to make sure that we keep raising that bar. And not my shame. Like I said, when I started that campaign, it was just me in a T-shirt. And then suddenly the world is wanting to put a T-shirt on. Um, yeah. And that's not because of me. That's because people have had enough. People want to be able to step forward to go, no, it's not my shame. We're thinking differently. I never thought it was, I never really considered the hashtag not my shame until the last couple of years, because for a lot of time you do feel like, did I do something wrong? Was it my fault because I said this? Did I get into that situation? Should I, you know, should I have listened Mm. harder to what? Actually, no, I was groomed. I was groomed. And um, like so many people are, Debbie, and many, many, many people who've gone through this conversation, it's not your fault. You're just children. Children are developing. As we know, children's development, brain development um, is scientific, isn't it? You know, late teens, early 20s, some take late 20s. So when you take that away, it's no wonder children are developing or adults aren't developing um you know as they maybe were supposed to um and then you've got trauma responses to manage those difficult conversations as i know very well myself so you know we've a lot to learn on this conversation and and it's by having these conversations for you talking openly about being a partner for someone who's gone through it supporting the campaign being out there as a voice that really continues to help other people so you know, Charlie, it's it's great to sort of chat with you today. And if you were yeah. looking at the campaign and what you've done and how you've supported this, me, survivors, Debbie, what is it that you think you has been the greatest learning for you um, as a supporter of this conversation of child sexual abuse? Uh, I think, uh, and I'm not going to mention names, but uh, about six months ago, I was in the boozer and we were talking, uh, me and a chap who's been a friend of mine for a long time. And I think probably, and he told me he'd been abused as a child, told Debbie and I. Um, He felt confident enough and safe enough to be able to say that. And I think, I think, 
I think I've always known because I've been with Debbie such a long time. So I've been aware of this for such a long time. Uh, and as I say, the, it, the, the, I think your phrase, it's not my shame, is, is absolute perfection. Um, I think it says what everybody um, who sees it feels deep down, but they can't say that it's not their shame because they feel that they, deep down they know it's not their fault. But um, they live with that shame, and um, you know, you very nearly didn't get through it. You know, drink, drugs, everything you could throw down your neck because your head was in bits. So, what I mean, I, what I've got out of it is is being able to help you, EJ, and that's that is reward enough in itself because you uh, you have my one hundred percent respect and admiration for your courage. Thank you, Charlie. And, you know, like I say, I mean, it's, I still have to go, is that the real, is that the, is that the real Charlie Lawson speaking <laughs> to me? Well, it absolutely is. And I'm so thrilled to have spoken to you today, Charlie. Um, you have been, uh, you know, a supporter, an ambassador. Um, you and I have become good friends. Uh, it was great to come to your wedding and celebrate um, your marriage with Debbie and you know what a lovely day that was and you know it's so nice to sort of suddenly feel like you know I, I'm, I'm moving through life and being able to make a difference with people like you and so many others on this conversation so thank you Charlie it's been great to chat with you today on the No Stream oh. Here podcast and to for, find out more about your why really if anyone's listening now and you feel that you need support signposting do get in touch with me via my website uh, and I will definitely get back to you. And of course, I'll see you next, next time on the No Shame Here podcast with my next guest and fireside chat. Uh, but Charlie, thank you so much for being here today um, and joining me. Um, yeah, anything just, you, you want to leave today with? I think, um, God willing, you know, there will be people listening and for the first time. And I hope they feel that we have been able to give them a little bit of um, love and attention and and just being able to explain it's not your shame and EJ is there and she will be there for you um, you know and um, if you see me around as a lot of people do don't be afraid to come up to me in the pub and have a chat uh, so I wish you all the best and a big kiss to you EJ and lots of love to you and Mark Thank you so much. Well, look, until next time, everybody, keep trucking. Keep doing all you can to raise awareness for this difficult conversation. See you again.